How do you know that your business model does not work and get over the fact that it's not working? What is unsustainable about using the financial model of other people's money? I don't understand cash flow. What are some simple rules I can use to manage the cash in my business? Welcome to this week's edition of Questions That Entrepreneurs Ask on Dylan's podcast. I'm Dylan. This is my podcast. This is where I get to share some thoughts and ideas about uh, situations that involve entrepreneurs and the challenges uh, that they're facing because, let's face it, being an entrepreneur is pretty lonely. It's pretty tough to be out there in the world chasing your dreams and trying to build a company because you've got no one to talk to, you've got no one that maybe understands exactly what you're going through, and it can be pretty tough to find um, a sympathetic ear. And so this podcast is my attempt to share some things that either encourage you or put a stone in your shoe to help you make some changes. And so the questions that I ask are either asked to me directly by entrepreneurs that I'm working with, or I find them on Quora, where I'm constantly uh, looking at questions that folks are asking about all things to do with business, and uh, my hopes are that this lands in the right place. Um, it's not a big money maker for me. Sometimes I think I do this just to hear myself talk. And other times I do this, I think, just to sort of flesh out some of the ideas that I'm trying to work through as I struggle through uh, challenges with businesses that I'm involved with. So thanks for tuning in. And we'll get started with the first question. Uh, how do you know that your business model does not work and get over the fact that it's not working? There's a lot of different ways I think I can go with this question, but I think I'm going to stick to kind of the uh, kind of the most obvious example of when this kicks in. So, and I'll and I'll share a personal story so that it it makes a little bit of sense. Uh, I ran a, uh, a financing brokerage firm, commercial mortgages, commercial loans, residential mortgages, etc., for a very long time. And I happened to start my business when the market was generally good. The city that I live in was experiencing a real estate boom. And so there was just lots of places where uh, money could be put to work. And our firm happened to be um, a great independent firm, one of the top in the country, and we were doing great. And I thought we were pretty awesome. And then, like most businesses that experience um, um, years of great times, uh, you don't ever think that the bad times are coming. And for me, the bad times came during the financial downturn. And that's when I really had to start understanding like, whoa, wait a minute here, what's going on? Um, so I ended up um, you know, laying people off, people ended up quitting and going to do other jobs. And so the time that you think of your business model tends to be when it's maybe too late to fix it. So of all of the avenues I could go down, where I want to camp uh, for the next couple minutes on this question is, how do you know your business model does not work and get over the fact that it's not working? And, and I would say the obvious way you know that your business model is not working is if you experience a downturn, and guess what? Your business has a downturn as well. That is the most obvious time that you'll know your business model doesn't work. So the obvious question becomes, okay, well, how do we head it off at the past then? Uh, times have been good for our business. We've done a pretty good job over the last couple of years. We're making money. Things are good. I'm not really thinking about the rainy day that you're uh, talking about, Dylan, but humor me for a minute, Dylan. Um, how would I know that our business model does not work and get over the fact that it, it's not working? What I would say to you is if you are not able to 
define how much of the market um, your business is interacting with. So um, if there's 100 customers in the marketplace, if you can't articulate that our business is getting uh, 10 of those customers or 20 of those customers, then that's probably the first thing to let you know that your business model might not work when times get tough. Because remember, the premise of my answer is that how do you know your business model does not work and get over the fact that it's not working? You're going to know your business model doesn't work when times get tough. And so you can head it off at the pass by starting to put your business through a couple of tests. And the first one is, if you don't know how much business there is to do and you don't know how much of that business your company is getting, then that's one of the first things um, that you need to take a look at. Um, the second thing that you need to be able to look at is to be able to say, how many customers am I losing because my prices are too high? And if you've been able to continue to force your prices up, or maybe you haven't even thought about increasing your prices, um, then that's probably what you want to try to do. And you want to try to do that in a good market, because when the market turns, then you're going to know that if you start losing business and it's a price-sensitive market and you have to compete, at least you know that while times were good, you took a lot of money off the table so that when times were bad, you had some money left over to carry you through. And if you go through those two tests, how much of the market are we getting? How much of the, of the, the marketplace of opportunity? How much is our business winning? And then secondly, how, many, how much business are we losing because of price? You're probably going to start bumping into your business model having some fractures in it or some places where there's some easy, um, easy spots to improve. Um, how do you get over the fact that, um, that it's not working? Well, I think that's sort of a personality, uh, uh, I, I think that's a personality-driven decision. I think a lot of entrepreneurs think their business is awesome when times are good. I think when times get bad, entrepreneurs are very quick to blame people, to blame the market, sometimes blame themselves, although that doesn't typically happen uh, in my experience. So really, how do you get over the fact that it's not working? The answer is you just do. You look at yourself in the mirror and you go, okay, I'm not really sure how much of the market our business is winning. And um, you know we're not really losing any customers because of price. So I'm going to start making some changes today. They're not going to land in the right place, but I'm going to make sure that our business is healthy. And then, of course, there's a whole bunch of other answers that surround profit margin, gross profit margin, net profit margin, whether your assets are growing on your balance sheet or shrinking or staying the same. There's a whole bunch of other things that you can look for. But one of the real quick tests um, that I think is really helpful when talking to an entrepreneur and trying to understand kind of where they're at, because I typically onboard with an entrepreneur when they are having problems in their business. I tend not to work with entrepreneurs when their business is absolutely killing it. So how do I know that their business model isn't working? Well, I tend to look at how much business they're losing because of price, and I tend to look at is there a way to define how much business there is to do and how much of it this particular company is winning or losing? Um, and when the answers to both of those are, I don't know, and we've never tried uh, relative to how much business are you getting and how many customers are you losing, then that's usually the place to begin fixing the business. And how does the entrepreneur get over it? Well, in my situation, they, they just sort of have to um, because they don't have any other, uh, any other choices to make. So hopefully that gets you thinking uh, about your business um, a little bit. And um, I had I had um, a client uh, say to me uh, this past week, Dylan, I feel like every time I listen to your podcast that you're speaking directly to me um, and you know who you are. And in this particular instance, uh, this question wasn't directed to you, but in this sentence, I am actually talking about you. So you'll know <laughs> who you are. Uh, second question. Let's get to it here. 
What is unsustainable about using the financial model of other people's money? And this is a funny question to answer because if you listen to the previous question, when times are good, leverage, meaning you know, getting investors or borrowing money kind of seems like a really good idea to get your business to keep growing and to keep pursuing, you know, new levels of opportunity and that sort of thing. But here's the problem of using, quote unquote, other people's money, OPM. At some point, you have to give it back in some form. If they're investors, you got to give them some some equity and um, a dividend or some measure of profit. If they're lenders, then you have to give them fees and you have to give them interest. And so, What's unsustainable about using the financial model of other people's money is that at some point you have to pay it back and while you have it, you're paying a price, which ultimately means, when it all comes out in the wash, that something's coming out of your pocket and going into somebody else's and while it might seem like a good idea when times are good, trust me, it does not turn out to be a good idea when times are bad. It's those same people, those other people who have given you money, other people's money, that end up calling, filing lawsuits, issuing demand notes, taking you to court, filing statement of claims, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, everything, you know, I think everything always comes out in the wash. And so it's unsustainable using other people's money all the time. There are moments when you can use it. And I think if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you might know my opinion on that, which is if you're going to use other people's money, make sure you know exactly how you're going to get it back to them. Or if in the case of giving up maybe ownership in your business, you know exactly what you're getting for what you're giving up so that you're leveraging the opportunity instead of just purely giving, uh, giving it away. Um, but at some point, your business isn't going to be able to continue to afford other people's money. May, they may be able to afford it when times are good, but they're certainly not going to, your business isn't going to be able to afford it when times get tough. And so by default, that makes it unsustainable. And many entrepreneurs will often look to money as the solution to all of their problems, like somehow it's like a unicorn or it's pixie dust. But the truth is that money is just a resource, much like the people in your business, much like the computers or anything else that you might have access to. It's just a resource and you need to know how to use it. And it's not going to save you. It's not going to save your business if your business fundamentally isn't making money. And it's not going to save your business if your business is fundamentally broken, if your profit margins don't make sense, if you don't know your customer profile, if you don't know why people are actually using the products or services that your business offers, um, money's not going to fix any of that. So by default, no business can sustain using other people's money um, indefinitely. There are moments when it makes sense, but many entrepreneurs fail to walk right through that intersection and they don't try to understand when they should be using other people's money and when they shouldn't. And so most entrepreneurs just always use other people's money and then they get stuck in this in this cycle where they can't ever repay it, get out of it, or, or benefit from um, the, the results that their business is producing because other people get those results before the entrepreneur does. So think about that um, before you take other people's money. And other people can be a banker, a lender, an investor, family, friends, etc. cetera. Um, there's always the priority given to other people's money when you um, when your business is making some gains or making some profit. And if you're giving it to other people, it means you're not giving it to yourself. And let's face it, that's part of the reason why you got into business was so that you could um, financially benefit from um, the results of your efforts disproportionately um, compared to maybe getting a job and trading your time for money. So maybe you find that helpful. Okay. The last question, 
the last question for this episode is, I don't understand cash flow. What are some simple rules I can use to manage the cash in my business? This is kind of a cool question. I like this question because I think it speaks directly to the entrepreneurs that are very active in their business, meaning they're signing checks. Um, They're not running businesses that are management run. They're very much involved in the team and the people. And so most entrepreneurs tend not to be um, like financial geeks or, or, or nerd, nerdy about kind of the math of what they're doing. They just, they, they rely on other people to help them or they kind of have a general sense. For those of you that have a general sense of what your business is doing, here is kind of, um, a quick rule that I use. And I, I do consider myself a little bit of a nerdy math guy. Um, when I'm looking at a business, I tend to look at one month, the 30 day cycle, And I say, there's one week of revenue and profit that we need in order to cover our payables. There's two weeks of revenue and profit that we need to uh, cover our payroll and other expenses of the business, which means every single month we have one week of cash flow that we don't have a home for. So that one week can be used to pay off our creditors. That one week of cash flow can be used to invest in inventory, invest into equipment. The point is, as an entrepreneur, you should kind of have a rough idea of how the cash flow in your business works. If you are selling a product or a service consistently, then it's able to then then it's easier to say week one our cash goes to this, week two our cash goes to this, week three our cash goes to this, and the last week of the month this is where our cash flow goes. If you're in a business where you don't have um, high turnover for sales or you don't have a high volume of sales happening every week and your sales cycle is spread out over maybe like 30 to 60 to 90 days, then you do the same exercise, but instead of doing it by week, you do it by month. And so you say in a 90-day sales cycle, the, um, the money that we end up making at the end of that sales cycle pays for the next sales cycle and it you know, we have to do X amount of sales for the first month, X amount of sales for the second month. That covers our overhead, that covers our payables. And then the third month of our sales cycle is ultimately where we make all of our profit. And the reason why that simple rule works is because as an entrepreneur, when you're trying to figure out where should I spend my effort every day, or you feel like you're being pulled in a bunch of different directions, if you kind of have some sort of guiding light and you know where you are in that little thumbnail example, if you know that you're in week two or you know that you're in week three, then what you're able to do is you're able to say, okay, this is what I need to be focused on this week because I know next week or I know as next month that this is where I'm going to be able to now make the commitments to the people that I owe money to or make commitments and business decisions so that we can deploy that that profit or that net income that we're going to have. So cash flow is tricky. There's no question about it. Um, it's tricky because... Uh, You've got to pay your bills in 30 days or less, but customers are paying you in 30 days or more, so there's a gap, and you kind of have to figure out how to float all that. So cash flow is, by default, a very tricky topic. So you do have to come up with some rules of thumb that work for you. And for me, what's always worked is just trying to break down your cash flow, um, either monthly or quarterly, so that you always know what your business, um, where your business is at and what it's using its cash flow for. So... That's a a simple rule um, that maybe you can use to manage uh, your cash flow. So 
Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Thanks for downloading this. Hopefully you will uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, Rate this podcast because then it gets in front of other folks who might benefit from what I'm yapping about um, on a weekly basis. And hopefully you'll tune in uh, to the next episode.